Bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast. Here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois, the Los Angeles Chargers, and we're going to make a concerted effort to say Los Angeles and not San Diego, came into Buffalo today enjoying some Los Angeles weather and uh, had their way with the Bills thoroughly. Final score, 31-20. to 20. Wasn't that close, and they pretty much put this thing away early in the first quarter. Today's episode is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. I'm Lars. Joining me today, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is here. Hey, yo, hey, yo. And the president of the Bills Backers of Chicago, Sujit, is also here. Thank God it didn't end the way it started. You can find us online uh, by searching Bills and Beers. That'll take you to Facebook and Twitter and Stitcher and iTunes and Google Play and all those other ways that you can find and stay in touch with the show. Subscribe if you haven't already. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your loved ones, tell everybody you know in Bill's Nation how you found us. And if you are going to go over to my bookie, use the promo code BEERS. And we'll get into that later. Gang, we got a lot of listeners. It wasn't all bad. With, with uh, not a lot of time on their hands. Let's not waste it and get right into it. Come on. You go. Come on and shout. Yeah. So it's worth noting here, this is actually the 10th season of Bills and Beers. We haven't really, uh, uh, not to any fanfare, because we haven't yet completed the 10th season, so we haven't been around yet for 10 years. We are just in our 10th year, so worth noting. And the last two games, or at least the first half, the first halves of the last two games have been brutal to watch. Some of the worst football we've seen in 10 years of doing this podcast. Uh, but it wasn't all bad. There were some bright spots. So, Cassie, yeah. if you had to pull back yeah. and think about what some of the positive takeaways could have possibly been from today's game, who was your the bad blue MVP of today's game? Um, I don't know if I'm necessarily going to give it to a specific person, but I'm going to say... Halftime and second half adjustments. I definitely think that we looked like we had a different approach on offense and defense, and the guys came out of the locker room, and I think there was a noticeable difference. Now, did San Diego, I mean, sorry, did LA quit playing? Potentially, yes. But I definitely think that it was pretty depressing in the first and second quarter, and then we saw a lot better part, you know, plays and the defense, the run defense stepped up. Defense across the board stepped up, and then we, we scored some points on offense. So I liked seeing second-half adjustments and that we just didn't lay down and get shellacked. Even though we got shellacked, we, we, we came back in the second half. I'm going to give uh, – I'm not going to do mine this, but to, to piggyback onto that, one of the adjustments that I liked from the rookie, his first day, his first start, his stat line was uh, not bad. I think that uh, when people were brainstorming earlier this week, now granted so much of it came in garbage time, but you know, honest to God, when we look back on it five years from now, we're not going to remember it that way. We're just going to look at the numbers, and that's, that shall be that. But one of those adjustments was that he was finally starting to keep some of those uh, read option plays, and instead of Shady getting stuffed for a half yard, he was able to get three, four, or five yards, and that's really all you need to open up a couple of those, a couple other a couple big runs there from Shady in the second half. Suge, coming to you now. You're the Bat Blue MVP of today's contest. Uh, I am going to go with uh, the original, the Lorax. Lorenzo Alexander had quite a game today. He seemed to be all around the ball. He had some 
tackles behind the line. He had a couple that he missed that were, you know, almost uh, uh, tackles for a loss. Uh, I think he just came to play today. I think that he was also a big part of the fire uh, that, that kind of lit the team. He was the only one that seemed to be energized even during the really bad parts of this game. Uh, so, yeah, Lorenzo Alexander, welcome back. I was actually thinking in the first half that he was going to get my Jenny Cremel. My Labatt Blue MVP goes to the Wi-Fi provider on board United Airlines so that I could stream the game using the NFL Sunday ticket on my phone, which is not a regular occurrence. And this was actually a DirecTV-enabled plane, but didn't have the ticket. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had horrible experiences with United Wi-Fi. I can't even get email on there sometimes, and you just got lucky, huh? I got the whole kit and caboodle. I love it. Uh, I'm actually, uh, I'll give it to a player, too, and that'll be Josh Allen, I guess. Congrats on your first start. You did some really dumb things. You need to speed up the clock in your head by about three quarters of a second at least. Um, and you need to learn to put touch on throws. And you had a couple of really bad ones today, too. But all in all... Wait, I was like, isn't this a little bad player of the game? Because I feel like that was a lot of negativity. There. I think that all things considered and given the ragamuffin offensive line that he has in front of him, wasn't could have been a lot worse. Yeah, you know... I. I, I think in the second half, we have to give a little bit of a Labatt Blue. I know that we never, ever want to, but to the offensive line's pass defense, or sorry, pass protection. He sat back there for a long time. I mean, he sat back there too long, but the fact that he could sit back there too long is a sign that they were holding they were holding pressure. Until the Chargers blitzed, in which case it was just... Uh, yeah, I should say. But, I mean, but, I mean, compared to the first half, right? And then... I mean, I, there are some other players that definitely deserve mentioning. L Cassie didn't give it to a player because she didn't want to admit that Jerry Hughes had a hell of a game. Uh, he made one mistake, but otherwise had some really big, big plays. Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead then with my Jenny Cremail bummer of the game because you're mentioning Jerry Hughes. You're mentioning Lorenzo Alexander. We haven't mentioned the other rookie, Tremaine Edmonds, today. But how the hell can you give the player of the game to anybody on the defensive side of the ball. We spotted them 28 points. This game was over in the first half. And three straight possessions, they scored a touchdown. And it wasn't like wasn't like they were just like long grinding it out. Like they did five, six plays right down the field. This was a horrible performance from the defense. And that's why my Labatt Blue, excuse me, Jenny Cremail bummer of today's contest goes to Sean McDermott. Now I know this is a this is a rebuilding year where we're not going to admit to anybody and that we're really committed to the process and that we're very thorough and thoughtful and methodical and that everything we do has a purpose. And, you know, don't you, how dare you criticize for this, the way that this has gone with the quarterback, which is questionable to say the best. But for the love of Christ, man, you're supposed to be a defensive coach. And our big money in free agency went to Starla Tule and Trent Murphy, who now that he's on the field, we can all see as a less coordinated, less athletic, less muscular version of Chris Kelsey. Oh, but he got paid. That's an insult in case anyone was wondering. And then we spent a lot of draft picks on the defensive side of the ball. Only one offensive player in, in Josh Allen this year in the draft. So we're making an effort to get players on that side of the ball. And that's supposed to be where our expertise lies and yet it has been a full-on track meet for the last two weeks we have given up 78 points in two weeks Jesus. I mean 
that, that's all you can say, right? What, what, what are we else doing? is there to say, right? We don't have we don't have we don't have injuries. Kyle Williams came back. Yeah, I, I think we have to also recognize the fact what changed between the first and the second half is that uh, at least one thing that changed was that we were bumping at the line more. We weren't playing. And off actually, everybody. Sean McDermott was calling plays. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, so the other thing is that actually that I can't say for sure that that was changed from the first half, but for sure he was calling plays in the, the second half. The zone, that zone pass defense was just was not working. Cassie had the idea of hey, should we be going back to man to man? I don't know that they know or play that, but 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 hold on, let me interject. Whatever they did made a huge you, difference. Who was our starting CB two in the second know, half? My boy, my boy Lafayette, Lafayette Pitts. Pitt. You want to go to man to man with Lafayette Pitts? Yeah, uh, I mean. up against Mike Williams or Keenan Allen? I, that's that's the game you want to play? Yeah, you know what? It's better than what I, what I saw in the first half. I, honestly, it's like, than what I saw in the first no, half. I'm not joking because my my Jenny Cremel bummer of the game is going to go to the secondary because I'm sorry. When yeah. Philip Rivers is allowed to go 23 for 27, you can't break up a pass. They weren't they weren't even in the pass radius to like jump in there to like put in a good hit or anything. They're like five yards off. We need to get in there, bump on the line, slow things down, get ju- jumble up the timing. But again, do all this something. this is supposed to be our head coach's expertise. Yeah, and, and it is. And Trey White, like, where are you? Like these players, these ball hawks, these people are supposed to be like Jordan Poyer, Jordan, yeah. as, as they referred to him on the broadcast. Yeah, right. Like, where are you guys? Like, make a play. Yeah, my players God. make plays. You go one on one. You do better than the person you're up against, and they're not. They're they're not even close. They're getting schooled left and right. I, I will say that the only thing that's going in Trey White's favor is the fact that I didn't see him targeted all that right. much. You know, so the fact that he wasn't, well, the, right, it was Poyer. You can't target was, two guys at a time, and if you can just target Tremaine Edmonds on every play, right, why would you bother? Exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, we got we to gotta figure out either what Tremaine Edmonds needs and support um, because he clearly was just not capable of, of, of performing that role. Um, and we're going to have other teams like, like the Chargers that have, you know, good slot receivers or, or speedy slot receivers and we have to find some way to cover that um I, I will say Jordan Poyer I mean he's he's been embarrassing like the, uh, maybe not maybe embarrassing is a little bit too strong but he's had some really 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 bad plays this year uh as first of all someone getting stiff armed to the ground on a regular basis is just it's just embarrassing like I mean it's like the joke on Twitter now that it's like oh yeah sit down little boy like and I'm going to just go out there and say it. It's because he broke up with that girl. He's mm. lost all his mojo, all that ass out of his life. He didn't break up with her. He cheated on her. Rumor has with it. With a Buffalo woman? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. What are you doing, man? No, no, there's no. nothing no. wrong with nothing, Buffalo women. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Buffalo women. But it, it was this summer, so he wasn't in Buffalo. He was in Miami. That adds up. Mm. 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 Rachel, girl, call me. Um, so, but... Uh, Relative to all of this, though. I actually thought Lafayette Pitts had a good game, all things considered. Considering the fact that he is Lafayette Pitts. That's true. I think that's that, I think it's the incredible. The other theory that I want to put out there, though, is, and then I mentioned this to you guys before, and, and, and part of this is, like, I think that Sean McDermott was getting a, a lot of credit for things he didn't deserve credit for last year. Um, and it was a lot, of, a lot of, like, the ball keeps bouncing in our favor. Crazy stuff keeps happening, and everyone's like, well, Sean McDermott's really got them prepared to go out there and play football every week. And it was like, huh, huh. yeah, maybe, or maybe we're just getting lucky. And then people would say, well, teams like the Patriots get lucky all the time. It's because of good coaching. Except as lucky as we were last year, we've been unlucky this year. So which is it? Was it, was it Sean McDermott last year? Because if it was, what's he doing this year? 
Or was it that all those bounces that went our way, like the universe has now swung back, the pendulum's writing itself, and the truth is somewhere in between, we're not this bad, but we weren't that good last year. I think one difference is that there's something that's gone wrong with the fundamentals of this team, the fundamentals of the defense, both in terms of tackling, in terms of angle they take uh, in pursuing um, a, a ball carrier. Sean McDermott, yeah. Sean McDermott, Sean yeah, McDermott. Yeah, no, I know, but, but the thing is that we didn't see that last year. We saw sure tackling. We saw fundamentals that were intact. And, you know, the thing is that in order for those things to go your way, right, you just have to be around the ball. Nowadays, when, when someone throws the ball at, at a, an opposing receiver, we're nowhere near there. We're playing catch-up, right? It's like Cassie was saying. We're five yards off the receiver. It, last year, you'd catch the ball and you'd get tackled, right? It was sure tackling, and it was, you know, they might be able to move the ball. But then because you're right there, if there's an errant throw, that's how you get a pick. This year, we're just nowhere near these receivers. They're running wild, and they're running free. Um, and so I do think there's a failure of, of fundamentals, and I don't know what's caused that to happen. I mean, I think that there's also – I see a lot more confusion at the line. I see a lot more attempts at communication. Um, but it looks – I'm not going to say it looks like that Rex Ryan-confused defense, but there's a lot of but look, talking okay. back and forth that doesn't see – you know, finger-pointing and whatever, and it doesn't look like confusion – or doesn't look like communication. It looks like confusion. Um, so – and we'll, we'll, I'm sure that more will come out on, on this – as the week goes on, if in fact Sean McDermott took over play calling duties in the second half. Now, one would assume that the, the Chargers weren't like they, they decided to stop taking stuff off tape at that point and they were playing a little more vanilla on offense. But the defense was a lot better in the second half. They they looked a lot sharper, they looked a lot more aggressive. And I know that I'm I'm making a a concentrated effort here to criticize the coach because it's something that I never do. Uh, but lost in all of this, I don't want Leslie Frazier to get off the hook. And I'm, I should have said it then, but I'm saying it now. I was thoroughly underwhelmed as him as a hire. You know, uh, the narrative then was like, oh, Sean McDermott, the first time head coach, is doing a great job of surrounding himself with former head coaches and people who know the league and everything. Except Leslie Frazier was notorious for being like the most boring defensive coordinator on the world. And, and like, if we're gonna win on defense. You, you can't just play, line up, and beat the guy in front of you defense. you got to be exotic. you got to be Jim Schwartz, aggressive, tackling guys all over the field. Especially against Phillip Rivers, who's seen every defense, right? you got to do some type because of wrinkle Because what we there. don't have on the other side of the – we don't have Sean McVay, and right now our offensive philosophy and our offensive capabilities isn't like, well, if we score 100 points, they got to score 101 to beat us. So which is it? Like you can't you, – like if we're going to be an offensive team that like is just good enough on defense, that's fine. But we're light years from that, and right now we seem to be content with playing a defense which doesn't force the issue on opponents like we've seen in years past. Because the whole first half was Philip Rivers was sitting back there. We didn't sack him once. We didn't even – I don't think we hurried him once in the first half. And then the second half turned around. We had a lot better blitzes. And at least we were, like, getting to, to Rivers and making him have to think or pull the ball down or – I think he had more incompletions in the second half definitely than he did in the first because we were at least putting pressure on him and, like, making him have to think about it. it the, the first half defense was just getting picked apart, and we weren't winning being able to, like, win in the secondary. So, like, fine, you're not going to get pressure on Phillips or Rivers, then at least, like, be so close that you get coverage sacks. Or Rivers you get, Phillips? Yeah, Rivers Phillips, right? You get coverage sacks or whatnot. We weren't even able to do that. He was just picking us apart. It was terrible. I, I don't ever want to see that again. I looked at Suji and I said, we've watched games together for 13 years, 14 years. 
I can't remember anything ever being this bad on both sides. And it of the wasn't ball. it wasn't just the secondary. They also ran the ball wherever they goddamn well pleased in the first half too. It was a bad performance all around. We've got two correspondences we got to get on the line uh, to keep this thing moving. So we'll see who's up first. We got one who's way out west. Hopefully he's within range of his phone. And we got our boy Jim and Jeff Day down in Austin, Texas. We'll see who picks up first. Top that this episode is brought to you by mybookie.ag. You play, you bet, you win, you get paid. Uh, and if you're going to use mybookie.ag, be sure to use the promo code BEERS and get a 100% match on your first deposit. But there's more. If you use that promo more. code BEERS, there's more, more, more. Use that promo code BEERS and you do it after 7 p.m. Eastern time. You get an additional $25 match on deposits of $100 or more. They're just giving away money at mybookie.ag. You'd be a fool not to take it. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting on my money. I'm still waiting on my money. I haven't I haven't sucked it out of the the account yet. I'm still a, more than $100 in my account. I put in 100. So, I'm still up. Oh, you said you haven't even gotten into your ex, your actual I haven't money. gotten into my actual money. So, uh, I'm pretty excited. Although this week I had to take a week off because last week I lost miserably i can't so. with with the bills playing this badly it's really hard for me to gamble on top of it because like i can't stomach multiple losses in a weekend yeah yeah you know go ahead unless you're like me oh yesterday uh oh is this taking a turn oh no man so uh, one thing i learned i got i gotta start putting money on the day before that's mandatory when i'm betting like right before game time i get too emotional and i i'm overthinking it day before i definitely recommend everyone taking a look at lines then putting your money down then but I would also recommend that you remember if you put a bet down, not to then put another bet down on top of that. So I doubled up today. Oh. On Kansas City plus six. Oh. Cha-ching. Wow. Made me some money. By the skin of her teeth. And if you are going to remember one other thing about mybookie.ag, it's to use that promo code BEERS and to do so after 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and get an extra 25 bucks uh, for deposits of $100 or more. MyBookie.ag, you play, you bet, you win, you get paid. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Seven, one, six, eight. So apparently our correspondents want nothing to do with today's episode, so it's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card! And not only can Bill not be bothered to answer his phone for his new segment that him and I just came up with yesterday in Spokane, but he also can't be bothered to delete an email. He's got a full... How many messages do you have to have to have a full mailbox? Yeah, to have a full voicemail mailbox. Doesn't make any sense. I mean, and he has an iPhone, right? Oh, it doesn't matter. You could just delete that Let's nonsense. Not even. So where's Bill? Where's Jeff? Where's anybody? Where's the Bill's defense? Where's my sense of, of, of meaning in life? Where are we, Suge? So the big question here for today's wild card is what is missing uh, with the Bills, with your life, with uh, anything that you want to talk about here? Tell you what isn't missing for the time being. This is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Buffalo Bills. We do so drinking beer, and I'm having Bill's latest Larry, Larry's latest, Larry latest, here that is, Bell's Larry latest. There it Version is. Version 2. Version 2 from Comstock, Michigan. Lots of Bell's. Never had this before. I love that station always has something new. It's a nice little IPA. Highly recommend. 
All right, so I'll, I'll tell you what's missing. And I don't, you know, I'm the girl on this. Your Kolsch? Yeah, right. Your Belgian exactly. style? What yeah, are you something drinking? light. Uh, I'm drinking them the Oktoberfest. Okay. What's it, missing, Cass? It, it was good. Um, you know what's missing? Yeah, light beers. A nice, a nice solid Kolsch or something that I can drink, like, throughout the whole game. You know, it's not blue light. But anyways, what's missing? And, you know, I'm the female of the podcast. I think that sometimes it's my responsibility to provide a different take, a different side of things. And what was missing today, and I, I don't mean to pick on this poor woman, but Mrs. Allen. You're missing some style here. Oh, oh come man. on. You are such You're a, a snob. I, oh, I love it. Mafia mama. That's cute. That's adorable. But you don't need to bejewel the freaking jersey. <laughs> I, I think it's called bedazzling. Bedazzle, bejewel. What? It just, just. Cassie. I think she's from rural California. Yes. And you know what? We all have the internet nowadays where you can, like, look online, see what's stylish. And I wish we could. I wish we could snap cut right now to whatever it is your mother's wearing. <laughs> yeah, my mom would not wear something bejeweled because she knows better. Okay, yes, but and I've I've hung out with your mom. Your mom would wear a cotton turtleneck underneath a, like a crew nut sweat, sweatshirt from the early '90s. Oh, true, true. That's very true. And I I rip on her all the time for her turtleneck love, and she just loves them. I'm not gonna fault you well, on when that. When you get a little pumpkin or something embroidered <laughs> on the collar, yeah, you know, nah, they're super cute. Nah, nah, nah. Don't go there. We ain't going there. That would never happen. But seriously, like, I love seeing her on screen and they, they oh, shed a tear in the beginning. That was, you know, that's, I like that. But just no bejeweled. No bejeweled. And so I will tell you that what is missing from today is Cassie's sense of decency. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say it. This poor woman was watching her little baby who grew up to be a man, who took his time and and, and worked through a small school. And tweeted and the N-word a couple times. He tweeted the N-word. Okay, stop it. Stop. You guys better stop smearing this family. Uh, and then Cassie decided that rather than just allowing us to enjoy the pure joy that they saw when her son threw a, a deep bomb to Zay Jones that was actually horribly underthrown, and, and thank God Zay Jones actually caught late. it. Uh, you know, but they were so happy. And then when that first touchdown happened, you know, they were so happy. And there was pure joy. And Cassie was looking at the freaking, and stop calling it Bejeweled. Bejeweled is an app. Bejeweled is that game. <laughs> bedazzled. The bedazzled. And she's looking at the bedazzling. So I'm saying that that's what's missing. And then next to his mom <laughs> was on. Josh Allen's girlfriend. Very cute, very lovely girl. But do not also wear huge hoop earrings to a game on a Sunday. Those are for the club, girl. Okay? I think you are forgetting who your co-voters were. Right? We're talking about we're talking about middle America Trump voters, okay? Those are some hoop earrings, big hair people. Yeah. Okay? So 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 camp who you getting into bed with, girl? It's so funny. Cat Cass like when we talk about She's living like the least living, catty person in the world. Living in the bubble. I mean, cat like does Cass have any idea how things look outside the loop and outside Lakeview East? I mean, that's. So I guess. You're, hey, I mean, look, kind of look, you deserve every little bit that you're getting right now. Don't give us that look because you just went after the person's mama. And then Lars started talking about your mama. I'm like, what has happened to this podcast? People talking about each other's mamas. 
What's missing right you now? Can't talk about my mama, cause then you'd be a bad person. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, I said it. Yeah, you did. Uh, what's missing right now is literally anything interesting about these Buffalo Bills. Okay. okay. How about that? Yeah. We got a defense that's boring to watch because they're really bad. They don't get turnovers. They don't get sacks. They don't make good plays. They don't stop teams from scoring touchdowns. And on the offensive side of the ball, we've got a rookie with all the talent in the world who is, by all accounts, the rawest quarterback out there. And we have him playing behind the worst offensive line we've had in over a decade. And the worst wide receiver. With the worst wide receiver core. And again, opposite of defense who can't stop anything. So... The most interesting thing we have is to watch a quarterback who's not even ready to play yet go out every day and struggle to play. But, again, I don't think he's scared. The guy came back after a I, no, I first agree. half. So, like, so I, think that, I think that it's a good thing. I mean, if, if we have to so sacrifice If I had to be five. more specific, what's missing? Anything even remotely interesting about the Buffalo Bills not named Josh Allen. And that's what, that's, that's what Jeff talked about. He said, that I don't have the hype this year. I'm not at all hopeful for this year. And you know why? It's because Russ Brandon's not here. Oh, stop I tried to that. work that in before, and you guys tried to deny me. But the answer is the hype train used to be Russ Brandon. But I'm, I'm at the point where... When the defense is on the field, like I might try to find something else to do. Just let me know when yep. Josh Allen's playing because I don't really that's care about anything else. That's the only thing we care else. about watching in these games. And, oh, oh, Except oh, when they here's started. something else yeah. that's missing. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Any level of credibility left for Danny Crossman. When you talk mm, about mm, mm. special teams coordinators who have now made it through three different regimes in Buffalo... You better be Bobby April incarnate. You better be better than Bobby April. Yet we on special teams on a weekly basis can't field a punt without getting a block in the back penalty. Today when we were trying to defend punts, it was like watching the Bad News Bears. And lest we forget Mike Gillis's own touchdown that happened on a special teams play in week 17 of 2016. It has been a folly of errors on special teams. It hasn't been great. That's for sure. And yet somehow Danny Cross. So what's missing? A guy who's never played football right, never never touched the ball, never done a snap in his life. What's missing is the fireplace where we can burn the tapes that Danny Crossman has on somebody in the Bills organization because I don't get it. We seem to be really bad on special teams and have been for quite a while. And yet he has been here since 2013. He was hired by Doug Marone and Russ Brandon. (laughs) <laughs> the hype machine sticks. Uh, so, I long ago, any of you guys that actually follow us know that during the offseason, I think two seasons ago, I predicted that there will be a Bills player that dies on the field. And Danny Crossman almost tried to make that happen today by not coaching Marcus Murphy prop. Marcus Murphy? Yeah. Taiwan Jones. No, 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 no. The, the, one that dropped the, ball. the one that dropped the ball. Oh. Marcus, Murphy. Marcus Murphy. Yeah. I don't know what that man is doing. I like the way he runs the ball, but I don't like him catching that ball. And not calling for a fair catch. And then, literally, poor Taiwan Jones, who everybody loves because he's been like an all-heart player and been, and, and been good, literally almost died on the field because somebody took a helmet to his bare forehead. Uh, so, yeah, Danny Crossman, it's not just that he's a bad coordinator. He's threatening people's lives. So that's what's missing. Uh, anything on special teams which, re- which even remotely resembles competency and anything about this team this year that's even close to interesting. And I'm... And I'm it's, I, I hate to say that in week two, but here we are in a bar that week one was bar, like by far the emptiest this bar has ever been. Bill's Nation empty. doesn't empty. give it. And we're coming off of... No hype, no Brandon. 
(laughs) Maybe there is some truth to this theory. We're coming off our first playoff game since the year 2000, and there's fans in Chicago could care less. Brandon could have sold it. This place is packed for the month of September. It was wide open today after last week, and during last week's game, it was not that crowded. Usually it's like shoulder to shoulder. It wasn't that crowded today. Now, maybe, maybe it's because there's like four more Bills bars in Chicago. I don't know. But nobody cares because this team is really uninteresting. Anyways. Well, I, I want to say one thing. I was getting to the point where I was just like, I don't know that I can do this anymore. You know, like after last week where literally everything was bad and it was just completely ineffectual. Um, the defense was giving up everything. The offense could do nothing. You know, there was a glimmer of, like we talked, the glimmer in your poop was Josh Allen coming in and just getting to see the guy and being excited about the fact that he was in the game. I thought after the first half today, I was like, it's not enough. We can't we can't just keep doing that. Uh, we can't, we, I, I can't just sit here and watch futility on both sides of the field. And all of a sudden, in that second half, there was hope, right? It made me realize that if we want, if we are able to once in a while, we're actually able to play football, right? Like, that's what the second half showed me. We can be competitive with teams in the second half. And that, it, honestly, if this whole game went the way that the first half did, um, then I, I, I don't know that I, can keep, I could keep watching it. Well, it might have been an addition by subtraction because we were just handed a tweet from a listener here in the bar. Apparently, Vontae Davis retired at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> Hype train. Russ Bandon's back in town. Um, <laughs> I mean, do that have anything to do? I mean, poor Josh Allen. I just have to say that. That's what I'm saying. Like, when when he and came, he's the only thing on this team that's interesting right now, and we're doing everything we can to fuck it up. When he came out in the in the what was it the his first possession at the start of the second half or whatnot, and he got in the de- and I think we went down and scored or whatnot. He got in the defense's face and was like, "Come on!" Like that was amazing. Oh, I missed that. Oh, you missed it? He got on the sidelines. Defense is about to go out in the field, and he got into everyone's face. He's like, let's go. Like, let's go. This is ridiculous. Like, let's go. And he he was on the sidelines. He just I think they just scored or whatnot, but he he was he's your new hype man. He's yeah. your new hype man. And, and and you could see that some of the veteran defensive players were like, uh, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, you know, like but they but they were smiling because they appreciated this man becoming a leader of this team. Well, yeah, right? like, hey, and guys, so they this recognized is my first the game. That. How about you? Like, right, right. Like, Someone get up there pretend and pretend like you, you want to you know. be here. And also, you know, there was something to the fact that that drive was largely driven by him running the ball and knocking people over and showing by example that, hey, I might not be a perfect quarterback yet, but I can still make move this ball. And so now it's your turn. Now it's your turn, defense. And so you know, it was it, that, that that was a great, great. It was a little cheesy, and I was like, oh, okay, they're, okay. But at the same time, that's what he needs to do, you know, because once you've done that for the fourth time. Then suddenly people are like, that's right, let's go. And, hey, what did the defense do? They went Got out rid of Vontae Davis and actually looked like they knew what was going on. So, well, and it makes you wonder. So, the, so I can't wait to hear what was said at halftime. All right, well, let's just leave it you at, know? Let's just leave it at uh, Josh Allen put the team on its back and got them within 11 points, so hooray. Yeah. Uh, it, it became watchable, right? It became watchable. It's the first time this season it's become watchable. Find us online. Search for Bills and Beers. Subscribe any way you can. Tell everybody in Bills Nation how you found us. And if you're going to go to mybookie.ag, and we do suggest that you go to mybookie.ag. It makes game days a lot more fun when you got something riding on it. Use that promo code BEERS and get a 100% match on your first deposit. We're playing in Minneapolis next week, and I don't even want to think about it, so I'm not predicting a damn thing. Speaking of riding on it, um, Rachel Bush, call me. <laughs> 
Until next time, go Bills. The Bills make me wanna shout.